1: Shall we begin? Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been wanting to tell you all about what
0: we're watching, too. All right, folks, welcome back to the Real Fills Podcast. This is another episode of What Are You Watching? What
1: are you watching? You gotta tell me. I need to know.
0: So that was that was our lovely host Jack. Or should I say Hogwarts breeder <laughs> of magical creatures,
1: Jack? <laughs> oh. For like for you harvest their feathers and then you can take their young and sell them. Oh good
0: lord. Black market children of (laughs) animals. (laughs) I'll give them a
1: pet and a little bit of food and then off they go.
0: Oh, lovely. Well, guys, what are you watching? Is our in between episodes where myself, Jack, and oftentimes Nathan, but Nathan is not here today. We basically get down and kind of catch up on what we've been watching, listening, reading, playing. And that is what we have here today. We've had uh, a bit of hiccups in in the life department, uh, all three of us, honestly. Hey, hey, so uh, it, it. there has been a, a slight, slight delay in our Westworld episode uh, upload. But in the meantime, y'all got to listen to our Patreon special, where Nathan and I recorded an episode of Wedding Crashes for Jack's. Uh, Wedding day, not too long ago.
1: Feels like it was a long time.
0: Ago. <laughs> it feels long ago. So in that meantime, everybody
1: got our. I was there, Patreon. Gandalf. <laughs> I was there when the will of men
0: <laughs> failed. Don't speak to me, witch. <laughs> I was there when the magic created it. it
1: <laughs> throw it in. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so everyone got to have a little bit of a, a Patreon feel for real feels. Uh, you know face, saving face a little bit. But Jack and I are here for our What Are You Watching? Part 18. And we're going to just be catching up on a little bit of what we've been watching. Jack actually said he had a list of movies. I am titillated to, to <laughs> hear about what has Jack been watching.
1: Uh, So, I, uh, last, uh, last weekend, uh, we had the boys and, uh, Every weekend we have, uh, the boys, we do a movie night, usually on Saturday. Uh, and I had already gotten into, like, a, a done done another deep dive into World War II. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't want to watch Band of Brothers or The Pacific for the billionth time. I've seen Saving Private Ryan too many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did for the kids, uh, Enemy at the Gates. Which, <gasps> yes! Which they actually did enjoy. They best have. Which though, my wife she got a little prissy with me. What? Because there's a no nudity sex scene between uh, Jude Law, Vasily Zaitsev, and Rachel Weisz. Uh, the uh, the sort of the love was she, was she
0: upset that there was no nudity to be seen, or the fact that it was a sex scene?
1: Oh I mean, well, yeah. But here here's in the bunker, the here's here's the thing, Drew. <laughs> it's in the bunker they're surrounded by like other sleeping people they must keep quiet <laughs> there's there's no nudity there's no. only innuendo there there's some thrusting and yeah. and rachel and weiss like, there's having a hand to, that goes and goes yeah goes down into some pants he's he's gotta he's gotta muffle her yeah <laughs> her enjoyment but, uh you know this this is a, a bit of a paradigm for me Mm. because we're okay with watching people getting their brains blown out but uh you know a hard minute of uh some people finding love amidst amidst this this horrible story uh you know my wife was was kind of put out about now john is 13 caleb is 10 they are both and have both learned about this in Mm. school uh it's not gratuitous it's not over the top no uh so i feel like the the outrage not outrage but like the i can't believe you picked this movie it, that 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 like 2 minute scene that kind of stuck in my craw i feel oh,
0: like Lord. i feel like watching when harry met sally diner scene would be more inappropriate than Yes. enemy at the gates, a bunker bonk.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, to, uh, it was Bob Hoskins the background, all like, "Yeah, dude, for the boss, come on."
0: But uh, the red tape. He made an amazing Chris Yeah,
1: he was. Oh, he was really was good. So and, good. And actually, that brings me to the the next movie mm-hmm. uh, that I watched. Uh, that's on Amazon Prime, or at least one of my Amazon Prime subs. Uh, not quite World War Two, but um, the death of Stalin. Okay, which is a fantastic satire. Uh, it's from the guy who made uh, the Veep, and uh, I think a couple other well-known satires. Uh, where um, Khrushchev is played by uh, uh, Hello, fellow students Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah, in that, and it just has a whole <laughs> hello, fellow <host>. communists. <laughs> a whole host of wonderful, wonderful uh, characters in that. I think my favorite is Jason Isaacs, who plays Field Marshal Zhukov. That's also a great one. Um, But uh, then I did the Bird movies, which is uh, Where Eagles Dare, with uh, Richard Burton Mm -hmm. and uh, Fistful of Dollars, old uh, uh, Eastwood himself. Mm. Uh, And then the Michael Caine as a nazi infiltrator trying to kidnap uh churchill the eagle has landed oh
0: so those those
1: are the two bird movies then i found a list on the internet uh, that was only maybe a couple of weeks old and it was it was the top 50 best world war ii movies and so i thought well why not let's head on down this list and just see if there is There's any cherries to pick, anything that I haven't seen before, something that I've just been passing over. Uh, So I found a really, really weird one, Drew. Mm. It is from, I think, 1983. Uh, It was called The Keep. Oh, yes! Yes! And it it's uh, with the uh, the submarine captain from Das Boot. He was also the father in Neverending Story. Yep. Uh, you're, it was a, like Jürgen Prochnow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a young Gabriel Byrne playing one of the uh, SS Nazis, and then um, they go. They are they're in this keep. Yes. Uh, soldiers keep dying. Uh, they bring in this medieval professor. They're trying to steal the silver. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they bring in this medieval professor to try to see if they could Ian McKellen! Ian McKellen pl- in Old Face. Crippled Old Face, yeah. <laughs> and of course he's Jewish because they had, to like, we had to, they had to get him from like the waypoint before they got to the concentration camp. I can only describe it as if somebody took acid, watched a bunch of World War II documentaries... Read a bunch of uh, Lovecraft and then had a fever dream afterwards. Okay, so we're going to take a quick pause and I'm
0: going to return in like five seconds because I have to show something to Jack.
1: Oh, Oh, he's going. He's going to his his movie cases. Nope, nope. He's going. Oh, he's going. He's going to the boudoir. Ooh, is it the (laughs) book (laughs) first? A novel of deep horror okay Uh, this is apparently like a big series yes and this is like this is like books like six or eight or twelve so that's the original okay that's the first one this is
0: why that movie makes very little sense because like the the character who comes to the keep and he's like I've been awakened. I can feel his force. He's oh, coming. Oh, the, the
1: weird angel the played weird by angel, uh, dude. Scott Glenn. Yes. Who was the, uh, most people would recognize him as the uh, American submarine captain from Hunt for Red October. Is a ripped angel or something. Okay, something. So-
0: you you don't know who the demon is because he's never really named.
1: Well, he is named, but well, you don't really know what he is. But you don't you know, know who he is. There's, no, there's nothing explained yeah. that, that
0: like going into the keep and going past this barrier. It's like a it's like a demonic hell void beneath and even down below, which someone had to go down because they had to bury him and set up like perimeter stones, whatever. It's all in that book. Yeah. OK. And so it's – someone would have to have read the books, then watched the movie, and filled in everything in their brains to have it make sense.
1: <laughs> I mean, I still – The music is good. The, well, I still – I liked it. Like, there were times where I was like, uh, should I just shut this off and try to find <laughs> something else? But there was something compelling about it that, that I had to watch it to the end. Plus, seeing a young Ian McKellen. Yeah made up to look old and then he becomes he, young again due to the demon magic and I the, can't remember how old he's he's gotta be in like
0: his like mid forties.
1: Yeah but not no not
0: that not yeah, that old uh, yeah
1: so uh, but that was a real that yeah. was a weird one and I'm surprised it made it on the list it was like in the 40s but I was like ah oh, fuck it. <laughs> uh, then uh I watched uh Downfall which is uh yes. the, the 2005 German film that uh, was nominated for an Oscar, and it's also the film that launched a thousand memes. But it, it is the uh, the portrait of of Hitler and his inner circle in the bunker, yep. in the last days of World War II. I, Not yeah. a feel good movie, uh, no. but but interesting uh, nonetheless. Then I uh, I had I would rented I I bought something because mm-hmm. it was the their number one movie. Uh, on this list of top 50 World War II movies. And I had never heard of it in my entire life. Uh, it was a Belarusian, Soviet Belarusian made movie. Uh, I think it was made around 1985. And it took seven years for them to finally... Like the, oh, wow. The censors uh, uh, to allow its release. Uh, it's called Come and See. And it's one of the most disturbing and harrowing World War II depictions of World War II I've ever seen. Uh, it's uh, a Belarusian boy who decides he's going to join the resistance against his mother's will. Uh, and then sort of what happens after that? Um, it it doesn't have quite the, I don't want to say gore, but the visceral factor of something like um, Schittler's List. Mm-hmm. But it, there's there's almost a little bit more horror to okay. it. Okay. I don't know if that's how that's even possible, but but it is. Uh, and we're talking about a, a Belarusian film from 1985, so we're not saving Private Ryan with, right, uh, right, right. with all the, the special effects. But they still pull off probably one of the most compelling anti-war films I've ever seen. Mm. I've got it on DVD. I'll, I'll bring it over next mm. time. Uh, it's probably something you'll watch once and say... Well, I got that out of my system. Uh, but uh, it's, it's uh, a little over two hours long. And by the time I finished, I think I had watched all the credits run through. And it's like I didn't snap out of it until it went back to the title menu. And I was okay. like, whoa. Mm. It's, uh, it is interesting. Uh, in fact, I, I looked up uh, some information on it. Uh, and it was screened in Germany. I think in the late 80s, uh, or sorry, the late 80s, early 90s, and uh, during the press conference, a, an old German man stood up and said that he was in the Wehrmacht, and he was in Poland and Belarusia and those those countries during World War II, and that absolute everything that they portrayed in this movie was correct. Oh. Uh, and that uh, his one of his biggest requests is that his children would see oh. portrayal of uh, what... Uh, he had done. Oh gosh! Uh, so it is. Uh, it's just. Um, it's a lot of wow. Yeah, and not in a fireworks. True, wow true. Yeah, yeah, sort of way. Sort of a trainwreck. Ooh, wow. yeah. yeah. Uh, Drew, you can go ahead and take over. I feel oh, like gosh. we've we've yeah. really no. Really I, I like, like your. On that.
0: I like your deep dive. So most of my watches have been, uh, kind of like here and there and everywhere, uh, to kind of keep myself going instead of just finding like random watches i usually keep myself busy with little movie scavenger hunts not only one that i've had mine for the past year march is the last month it is month 12 so i will have been doing this for a year now um but also our uh our friends over at the countdown and uh tv podcast uh they put out different uh well, members of the community put out different little mini podcasts. And so usually I have a category to go and find stuff and watch stuff. So um, one of the categories was a I believe it was a, it was a character's first movie. OK, or an actor's first film. So I went around and I found 1996 uh, is Primal Fear and Primal Fear was Edward Norton's first movie.
1: Now, was that with uh...
0: Richard Gere? OK. And, um, oh, what's her name? Uh,
1: that's not the one with. Um, Laura Lenny. Uh, all right. I, no, that's Cape Fear that I'm thinking. Oh,
0: with uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Cape Fear. Um, but yeah, so fantastic little story about a priest getting murdered and they have their main suspect who was an, a, an ex, uh, you know, altar boy But he's like, Richard Gere's trying to get him off on like an insanity plea or like momentary lapse of judgment, whatever. But something is just not right. And when it comes down to it, you have Edward Norton, when he's getting like super stressed, he flops into another personality. And so that's what they're trying to then pin it on.
1: Oh, yeah. I I remember. that.
0: Yeah. And the twist of everything, it, it makes it just like, Oh, this is... Because it's that one scene at the end with him in jail. And the, it's Richard the one scene where he's like... And
1: he's like, yeah. It's almost like Usual Suspects. Exactly. Right You're already
0: in my head. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly like Usual Suspects. Already in my head with it. Um, okay, so another one. And I don't know... Okay, I don't know why this didn't even occur to me. Because I've only seen pieces of it, but I've never watched all of it. So I, I
1: watched Doc Hollywood. All right. It's been probably 20 years since I've watched it.
0: And that's fine. Have have you seen Disney or Disney and Pixar's Cars, Jack? I have not. You haven't. Cool. You don't have to because Cars is Doc Hollywood. Oh Jesus it's, Christ! It's the, it's the exact same story. It's the exact same story, but with Cars, <laughs> and they- instead of being in a doctor and giving his time to the town, you have uh, the the guy from now I can't even think um, Lightning McQueen. Uh huh. Lightning McQueen from Cars. Instead of putting time at the hospital, like uh, uh, Hollywood. Doc Hollywood does, he has to fix up the road that he messed up. So it's it's the exact same thing. Now, he crashes in a little town. He gets at everybody. He meets the local girl. He falls in love. He has a mentor there that's giving him a hard time.
1: Now, at the end, does uh, <clears throat> does the mentor save the day by... Uh, giving a a coca-cola to a kid who ate too much cheese it wasn't cheese <laughs> it wasn't cheese are you talking
0: about in cars no i'm
1: talking about doc hollywood no but there
0: but there is <laughs> it wasn't cheese remember the kid the kid was having diarrhea because he was he was given some medicine but then the kid got into his dad's chew and so he had like a bad upset stomach and uh doc hollywood was all like we got to we got to get him over we got to cut him open we got to cut him open and so it, I was like, man, I'm pleasantly surprised. And it was enjoyable. And of course, for 80s standards, I was like, this is good. This is a good, wholesome movie. There's some boobs. <laughs> and I'm like, this is 1980s PG, all right. But it was, it was I was pleasantly surprised with it. Was, but halfway through, I was like, holy shit, this is Cars. This is Cars. Good job, Disney. You recycled a plot, like almost verbatim. Uh, another one that I was pleasantly surprised with watching and I was like, wow, I, I avoided this. I didn't think it was going to be good. I didn't give it such a high rating. I gave it a three out of five. But Baywatch with The Rock. I'm never going to. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's fine. You don't have to. But the fact of like how meta it is and they make fun of themselves, they make fun of the show, they start saying like, Being a lifeguard on Baywatch, it's much more than just, you know, saving lives and swimming in the ocean. Things are exciting. What about that time that that manta ray leaped out of the water, stabbed the guy in the heart, and then we had to save him. And then we have drug smuggling over here, and then this was happening, and terrorists were coming onto the beach, and there's Zac Efron as the new recruit for Baywatch, and he's like, guys, those sound like plots to a really terrible TV show, (laughs) and it's just, the jokes were funny. I, I found that
1: my kind of humor. So, you know how they torture, uh, you know, like Islamic extremists by playing <laughs> they put like on heavy metal or they uh, country music and they play it on loops? That would be the, like, i <laughs> wouldn't even torture? have to go near my fingernails. <laughs> Just be like, oh, no, you know. Uh, That's fine. I'd give up my wife like that. Yep. No. Yep.
0: I I think hands down, probably one of the one of the two best movies that, though, I can say I did watch uh, recently. And I it's it's just kind of been on like the back burner, but I knew it was there and I knew that I would like it because it's the exact same style of humor. Peter Falk and the Cheap Detective.
1: You know, it's been uh, years.
0: So it's on Tubi if you want to watch it.
1: Isn't now that isn't now that freebie? or free.
0: No, 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 so uh Freevee is Amazon Prime's free movie channel which used to be IMDb TV. Uh, Tubi is its own free amazing uh streaming service. Just the, you know, deal with little commercial. First this
1: episode brought to you today by Tubi.
0: Bet your ass. It's an
1: amazing free streaming service.
0: Guys, go check out tubi.tv.com. Tubi. What's your next rabbit hole? <laughs> That's, that's like their tagline now. It's like, Tubi, follow your rabbit hole. It's so clever. It's perfect. But uh, it's on Tubi. I, I, I just loved it. it. It's Peter Falk and his best. Madeline Kahn. You can't. The casting. Dom DeLuise. The, it's so great. I, I was in heaven Treasure watching path. it. Treasure I was in heaven watching it. It was so, so much fun. And then I'm trying to think of another one that uh, is kind of worth mentioning to actually go and uh, go check it out. Let's see. I don't know if anyone would 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 like it as much. I I genuinely enjoyed it because I was actually pleasantly surprised with it. So it's it's one of the few Coen Brothers movies that I haven't seen. But Tom Hanks and the Lady Killers.
1: I mean, that's that's not bad. It's not bad.
0: It's not bad at all. I mean, however, it's a remake,
1: which is still fine.
0: However, I was getting significantly annoyed with Marlon Wayans in the movie. Uh. It, it's not. It's not even his. It's not his character. His character is annoying enough, and that's fine. I can kind of deal with that. But it, it's it's the excess. And it's not that like in any way, shape, or form. And you know me, I'm not a prude. But when the when like the excessive amount of language is used, where it's not even like to a point, it's just like there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it gets annoying. I think that was kind of like my first reception, which I need to go back and revisit. But that was like my my first reception back in the day. When I was working a blockbuster and I saw The Departed, I could, I almost like couldn't enjoy it enough because like every third or fourth word was like, fuck. What's wrong with that? I, it just, at the time, I think it seemed like so excessive and people were all like, but they're from New York. That's how they talk. Oh, and I'm no, like, they're from no. Boston. It's bean town. So either way, like, I think I need to go back and visit The Departed again, but. You do. It's a fantastic movie. I'm not saying it's bad. I just think at the time, I was like, man, it's so... You know what it was? It didn't even make the movie bad. It, it was distracting. That's what it was. The language was distracting.
1: Uh, I, I, I sort of view the language in The Departed as sort of a a seasoning or a sauce, <laughs> much like you would find in, like, a English uh, gangster movie, or, okay. like, an English crime movie. Um, you know, I get it. I get it. Um, I, I, I do I love the the Departed though Picard, uh, I know you're not caught up. So I'm, not I'm not even. Gonna, I, I'm not going
0: to look the pilot. I, I've watched the pilot and I need uh, to get back the, into watching it.
1: First season, okay. Second season got really interesting, <laughs> at least from my point of view. Third season, uh, you know, I've got a new episode tonight, mm. and uh, you know they're they're getting the old gang back together. I keep
0: seeing these pictures and I have to like scroll past them real quick, yeah. but like. Yeah, that's exciting,
1: Uh, but it it is like, and I I get it that they're really they're really playing the nostalgia. Sure, on this, sure. Uh, But I I was still loving uh, every moment, Uh, though they they have done one thing which uh, we can discuss at a later date with the third season that I'm not sure how happy I'm with. Okay, Um, but will we can kind of we can head past that another
0: time. One meme I did see because it didn't really spoil anything. But it made me really happy uh, seeing Patrick Stewart and Gates, Gates, McFadden, McFadden. That's it. But it showed them 20 years ago in one of the TNG films. And then it's a, you know, it said like 2003. And then the picture below was them also like in a ready room or like a medical office. And it said it was it's 20 years later.
1: Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's just that's just fun. And Jonathan Frakes, like he's. I think he's been in it since the first episode. He he did a, a cameo, I think, in the first season with Dan and Troy. He's been consistent because they
0: because they also were both voices in lower decks as well.
1: Yeah, and aboard and, the Titan, uh, Jonathan Frakes like uh, he's still got like that sort of like swagger like he, the swagger the smooth operator yeah he doesn't he can't back it up with the sexiness anymore it's just like you said swagger but he's got the and silver, fo- not
0: even like silver fox it's like it's just it's a, almost like a yeah. white beard yeah
1: and then um i forget her name but the gal who plays seven of Nine. Oh, jerry ryan uh, jerry ryan's been in it since i think the first season jerry well. ryan doesn't age and she is still stunning Yes, she'll she, yell she- <laughs> <ye'll She-illes. laughs> um so that's that's been pretty good. Um, we have been a little, the last of us. Are you caught? I up? am caught up. So I I've got no st- I've not got no stake in it. Uh, I never played the games. I'm okay. enjoying it. I, I am. I'll tell you right now.
0: It's it. following a lot of the games because like the places that the places that they're showing you, it's it's levels that you played. Oh, I'm like sure. when they like when they go to the mall, you fight stuff in the mall. When when Joel gets uh, hit in the gut and spoilers for anybody who has not watched The Last of Us, uh, when he gets hit in the gut. If I remember correctly, though, in the game, I do believe he either either gets stabbed or shot. It's not like the broken end of the baseball bat that's like shoved into him. But Ellie does take him to like a house in the snow. She keeps him hidden in a room. There is the horse there as well. So from this point on. I think we're going to get where in the game you play as Ellie and she's got to like sneak around and get medical supplies and she's got to avoid the raiders who are all in this town. Everything is kind of coming to the game. Mm. It really is. And it's just it's neat. I loved, 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 except the ending, loved the episode with a little deaf kid. It was well, so yeah, neat. Yeah, the
1: ending too. And then, uh, of course, the episode prior to that. Ron uh, Swanson, Ron, Ron, fucking Swanson, man, and then gay, uh, sur- gay
0: survivalist Ron Swanson. Well, I loved it. it. It was, uh, it had such heart.
1: It did, and it then really, the, did. Uh, his partner in that, I, I couldn't. Like I was like, man, couldn't like, place I couldn't play him. Like I, I know who this is. Uh, if you've seen the first season of HBO's White Lotus, he played the manager of the hotel. Okay, who's a covering yeah, alcoholic it, and drug so. addict, and who goes off the rails at the end. But it was so, because he has a very very English accent. Oh, uh, okay. But of course not for for this. And then he's like post apocalyptic beard. Uh, so it took me until the end of the episode. It so he's like,
0: all like clean shaven and white Lotus. and stuff. Oh yeah.
1: Clean shaven okay. and, and fit and, you know, very, very with his, his accent, but their little story. Uh, and I loved how it was like the last shot when, uh, Ellie and Joel drive away, how it pans the back open. through the open window. Uh, they, they really are doing a good job with just the, like the, the, the production of, of this. Um, because I, I sort of thought like, is it just going to be another Walking Dead? Because uh, I don't really like. I think there are eleven seasons. I saw on on Netflix. I made it through about four before I was like, okay, well, when this whenever much at this. Whenever
0: point. the whenever like people snuck into the mayor's compound, I think that's the last that I was was there. That was it.
1: Yeah, I I think the the season where they introduced the dad from Super was it Supernatural?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, um, I can't remember his name, but yeah, Deegan.
1: Yeah, uh, that's that's where I was like, eh, this is <laughs> we're we're done. <laughs> this is getting a bit too much. Um, but but it's over now. Yeah, it's that, all over. Um, Anna and I watched last night actually uh, a movie on Netflix called We Have a Ghost, uh, which was actually. A rather charming little movie. Okay, um, it's a uh, Anthony Mackey and his family move into a house, you know that is it's a century home. It's got all these you know period fixtures and it's on the the you know the historical registry, but it's dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the the youngest son, who's still you know a you know a fifteen sixteen years old. Uh, discovers a a ghost in the attic who's played by david harbour uh and Mm. david harbour as a ghost can't speak but uh he can so it's just him acting through basically expression oh uh and it's it was it was a it was a a cute sort of a beautiful melancholy little little story because basically uh first they try to profit off of the uh, presence of the gross. Tignatoro plays uh, like a CIA agent who was involved in a, a you know a CIA shadow project in the '90s called Wizard Clip, where they were trying to like the paranormal capture a ghost. Sure. Uh, ghosts. sure. Um, so I mean, it, it, there is there is some good stuff, but it, it it is it is sort of a family movie. It's not okay. it's not a spooky horror movie. Uh, this weekend, I believe Perry Mason. Is coming out on HBO for their second season. Uh, if you haven't seen the first season, I haven't. It's not bad. It's not, okay. it's, it, it it gives me those those Philip Marlowe, okay, uh, you know, detective vibes. Even yep. though Perry Mason's a lawyer, but he's kind of kind of doing
0: both. Right, 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 right. Uh, Kind of little Aaron Brockovich style, you yeah, know, sort uh, of.
1: Ted Lasso is coming up on the Ides of March. I think I
0: really need to get on that.
1: Yeah, uh, I do. That that is something I'm looking forward to, and then as far as um, anything else, uh, I've I've paused my R. A. Salvatore Dritz Duarden. Okay, uh, I made it through the Crystal Shard trilogy. I did the Homeland trilogy. I did the Queer Clear Quintet, uh, and then I did the Legacy, uh, which is basically when. They find, uh, or no, yeah. They find Mithril Hall, and then they uh, Menzo, the you know the House Berner and Menzo Berenzan launch an attack and and try to invade uh, Mithril Hall hmm. uh, and, because they're still trying to get him to sacrifice. Spider Queen the spider. And, uh, and Wolfgard dies but like if you guys are have read any of the 42 books you know his, his you, demise I, man, is, is may not be permanent.
0: I, I forgot that you had to remind me because I think I said the one when we're all like let's we gotta get Nathan to read these books I said like there's only like there's only like 28 and you're like 40
1: <laughs> I forgot I forgot there He's was so still many them. I know in fact I think they <laughs> killed off uh, everybody except dritzed and then reincarnated uh Katie Bree, Bruner, and Wolfgar in and and Regis into like different people, different bodies, but for some reason they knew how they were. That that's what it I was like, so they're, oh.
0: they're a trill. Uh, yeah, I, apparently,
1: <laughs> apparently. Apparently they're a trill. And it's like they conquered Mithril Hall and then they had to go find some place called Gauntelgrim. I was like, how many lost dwarven? Yeah, I was gonna say Gontro, yeah, is the it's it's the lost dwarven city, yeah. Uh so I scratched that itch. Uh <laughs> and uh I could continue on later on. Um, you know, artist NRI is still, uh, and Trey is still sort of Drit's main uh, antagonist. He can match his skill, but honestly, it's um, the leader of Bregen Darth Draxel, uh, who he should have had his own book series. You know, the bald drow who is basically playing, you know, all the sides off of themselves for his own gain. Mm. Uh, He's not necessarily evil, but he's not necessarily good for,
0: and I know, I I know like I didn't get to my uh, IKS (laughs) Gorkin, uh, a good day to die reading. However, uh, while I was at school, I did have some short little, little novels, uh, little uh, target series And I think uh, Target was the publishing company, not the actual store of old Doctor Who novelizations. And they're very they're very quick and easy. They're like, you know, one hundred and seventy five, barely two hundred pages and just quick little reads. And uh, those were easy to get through. There was like, you know, the Abominable Snowman, you know, Planet of the Daleks. um, And it's it's old Doctor Who. Uh, So those were fun and easy to kind of get through Uh, today. Today, though i uh i watched season three episode one
1: of mandalorian uh we watched it last night oh um uh, you know it's i i just i feel like there was uh the old uh, dave Chappelle Chappelle shows sketch uh with um i think he was playing um purple haze prince uh and the quote was uh why don't you go refresh yourself in the healing waters of Lake Metatonka? And, like, we've never heard of the living waters below the mines of Mandalore. Uh, of Mandalore. Like, that seems like, uh, that's a little too campy for me. I love the
0: line where she says, Your cult abandoned Mandalore before the Purge. Mm. And I just love that she she's deeming... Like, Bo Katan was the best part of the episode. I mean, could you could you use a longer like hall like walk down a hallway to your throne room?
1: And she's just sort of slunk back. She's brooding. She is oh, yeah.
0: brooding like a queen. And it's so I I love she's all like, do what you want. I really don't care. You're not gonna come back here. I thought you were gonna take over Mandalorian. Like what? No! It's poison. You, you took my sword, you asshole! Like, <laughs> well, he didn't take it, but he has it now. Uh-huh. He won it in combat. It's, it's, it's legally his. And I, I gotta say, the the best part about this entire episode, it's it's not again Grogu in his little own little hatch seeing like Cthulhu space whales on the outside of hyperspace, which was kind of neat. That was kind of neat. But. It's Grogu spinning himself with the force in, in the office chair. And stealing
1: chair candy. And stealing candy. And then like, I, like I, this is the best part in the entire world. I, I fucking love Carl Weathers in this. But I think the, the droids the, the, holding the, the, the cape. The, droid, the cape holding droids was like... All right, Carl Weathers, like, oh, that's, that's high magistrate. <laughs> it's <is> a bit brief. <laughs> and then I also liked how they, um, <laughs> they just sort of glossed out, like they managed to write out Kara Dune, uh, with basically just a line because uh, folks, if you don't know Kara Dune, uh, said some rather controversial things <laughs> and has some <laughs> controversial politics. Uh, she's very conservative and apparently anti woke. Which I I still am convinced a word only conservatives use. I I I just don't think that is something that is anyway. (laughs) Uh, But there there was one line where it's like, oh yeah, the you know the uh, the New Republic uh, recruited her into special forces, and it's like, well, (laughs) and she's gone. (laughs) So, but I think that opens the door for the guy from Kin's Convenience who's been playing the X Wing pilot. Because I know from watching the trailer, oh. I know from watching the trailer that he's in the third season. Okay, like the the season three trailer had him in it.
0: I don't remember uh, if I watched the trailer or not. I think I I think it was there, but I, I always I always hate seeing trailers because they show so much.
1: Yeah, sometimes they just like a little tickle. I I get you. Yeah, I get a, you. A little, little, little dip slip. Little nothing. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and then as far as gaming, I, I have, and folks, please forgive me. I, I, I bought Hogwarts Legacy and, and I can't stop. He is, he is deep. You and Nathan both. You're breeding
0: animals. Nathan is broom racing. Apparently I need to dust off my PlayStation 4 and buy the game. It's the only thing that I have right now that would even like barely tickle the surface of making me want to turn that thing back on, except for when possibly the new Fallout will come out in like two years.
1: So they like they managed to really tickle my resource management. Sure. Itch, which people are like, that's the most boring part. Oh, but. But is it? <laughs> <laughs> because in my uh, my room of requirement, uh, you know, it's start- you have your own room. You have your own room, uh, and in that room, you've got uh, a sort of a desk that will uh, identify unidentified items for you. I should I didn't ask what what house are you? I went with the the questions that I was asked by the Sorting Hat. Okay, uh, and I ended up Ravenclaw. Yeah, boy. Um, so there's a, there's a loom where you can upgrade, uh, your items. Okay. But you need magical animal products. You need nibbler, nibbler fur and, and moon calf fur and, and, uh, uh, you know, hippogriff feathers and, and all this stuff. Uh, and at the beginning... There's no real way to get it besides buy them, and they are quite costly. Uh-huh. You know, the growing rate of a phoenix feather is like 700 gold. That's that's a pretty penny. Okay. Uh, and I thought there was just going to be... the So you get a vivarium, and you get basically the Eddie Redmain's bag. Okay. Uh, where you can go around to areas where beasts are known to congregate. Uh-huh. And if you do it right, you can, like, you know, stun them or leviosa them or accio them and then suck them up into the bag. Uh, this is all done under the, under the guise of saving them from poachers. Oh, good lord! So then you can you can like eject them into your vivarium. Oh my gosh! And then they're like, and then now you can buy and build breeding pens. And then if you get males and females, <laughs> you can breed them together. <laughs> and, and then they now I've got three vivariums. I didn't ask for them, but I got them. There's like the pastoral one. There's the coastal. Uh, one, and then there's like the dark twilight forest one where I got my festerals fucking.
0: Guys, I can't stop smiling at Jack. I I literally cannot close my mouth. I'm just excited for how excited
1: he is. So at this point, I've got everything. Uh, and I've got, I've got pairs of most everything. Okay. Don't ask me what I do with the the offspring. Sell them. (laughs) Uh, I think I'm just missing, uh, the phoenix, which I think is the last. Uh, quest that my house elf gives me. Okay, because you get your own house elf. You yeah. oh, <laughs> uh, and then like I, I, I like I have been walking the line because you can complete the game without getting uh Cruciatis Imperio or uh you know Avada Kedavra. Okay, um, so so but you completing can... spells wins you the game. What's that? Completing
0: spells wins you the game.
1: Oh, no, no, not really. You, you, but you don't need to have the forbidden curses. Okay. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't learn the forbidden curses. Are like people just running around killing each other? It's not multiplayer okay uh I mean basically that you you're either fighting dark wizards the main protagonist is a uh it's actually a goblin his name is like Ranrock or something that's uh, so cool um and then there you know there are there are beasts and spiders i I think actually I'm going to be uh uh fighting I think my next big quest is I gotta fight one of those uh basically uh, was it uh Aragog uh one of oh, the, the, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. magical Arachnoid yep, yep. things. Uh, but the combat system is a lot of fun. Uh, I can't stop with the side quests. Like oh, I will, I will travel to a new region for one thing. Yep. And then end up switching to one of the side quests there. Of course. Uh, so it, it it's, has been... It's- it's just like Fallout. Like, you don't play the main
0: storyline in Fallout. Yeah. You do side quests, side quests, side quests. Yeah. I mean... Elder I, Scrolls, same
1: thing. I came from a, a time when Leisure Suit Larry was a game on... Uh, nice. That you could get on your computer. I really don't think the game needs to be politicized. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. I feel like all the good that... was a JR. <laughs> What's her name? Oh, J.K. Rowling? I feel all the good J.K. Rowling has done as far as donating her fortune and her other portrayals in the Harry Potter music kind of excuses a little bit of the fact that she's a boomer. I uh, I mean, here's,
0: here's the thing. I think that you should, should, not must, should, I think you should be able to separate the artist from the art. 100%. Because I can still enjoy a Kevin Spacey movie without liking Kevin Spacey. People can still listen and greatly enjoy Michael Jackson music
1: without. I love whatever Pink the history Floyd and, and Roger Waters is in a lot of hot water right now for yeah. his views on the the Ukrainian war. So I mean, uh, we all know yeah. uh, if if you ask any of your students uh, what sort of cataloging system is in the library, their answer would be. The Dewey Decimal System. Uh, Mr. Dewey, who came up with the system, his career ended in disgrace because he would only hire other female librarians that he would make sure that was pretty, and wouldn't stop groping him. So he was eventually fired. And uh, that's lovely. Oh, yeah. So, but but everyone's like, oh, the Dewey Decimal System. Oh, I know what that is. I was like, yeah, you know, the sexual predator that came up with that. But nobody really comments on that. Um, but I, I don't think that lives up quite to uh, the issue here. Um, I just want to make my magical animals fuck. And I want to use their products. There you go. To give me cool capes. Uh, I, I dress for the stats, not for the fashion. And, <laughs> and uh, you can see my, my character's name is Fig Newton. Um, I love it. So... Um, that's uh, I think that's about. I mean, in, I'm
0: intrigued. I may, I may get down and and actually buy and dust off my, my PlayStation.
1: A yeah. day, there is a lot of content. Okay. Uh, like I, I just hit level 30, and I was like, I must have just leveled that level my cap off, because I've been doing so many side quests, so many sure, side quests. Sure. But, uh, I'm like kind of overpowered now for the story missions. But, like I just sort of roll in and like fucking bsh, 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 bsh. Yeah, yeah. And and you once you get your your spell combos down, it's like, all right, well I'm gonna accio this guy up to me. I'll incendial him. I'll I'll uh you know uh bombarda the guy over there and and then you can you, So it's
0: you, almost like you're quicksilver, you're running around and just like doing everything and just waiting for everything to fall into place.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh you know you can you can Leviosa them, um I I do have my curses, but I try to use them sparingly. Ah. But I do use them. (laughs) But I do use them. Um, But it's... I've been enjoying it. And so I looked up and I was like, what's the level cap? And it's like level 40. I was like, oh, 10 more levels to go. (laughs) 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 So, um, yeah.
0: Well, good. Yeah. Good. I I am glad. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Nathan seems to be enjoying it as well. Well... I do believe we are going to uh, put a fork in this. It's done. It's done. Guys, thank you for joining us for this episode of What Are You Watching? Be sure to be on the lookout for our next episode of 1973's Westworld. Westworld.
1: Westworld. Party time. Excellent. (laughs) For Nathan's science fiction genre. If Westworld was an ice cream, it'd be pralines and Dick. What? It's from Wade's World. Oh,
0: I was like, what?
1: <laughs> oh, so
0: Westworld's coming. Uh, be sure to mark your calendars for the golden peas put on by Gerald of Two Peas on a podcast. That is also coming soon. Up in May, we have live stream for The Cure once again with Nicholas Haskins raising money for the American Cancer Research Institute. Why do I say American? I think it's just the Cancer Research Institute. Or is it? American. American. You know what, folks? It's raising money for a world without cancer. That's what we want. So, thank you for joining us. And as always,
1: you're the realist. And the feelist.
0: Be sure to catch us up on Facebook and Twitter. Instagram, call the Tooch Line 661
1: 376
0: 0030. Ata ta. Bye now.